This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Part-Time Outdoors Podcast. Hosted by Matt Noss and Nate Wright. Welcome back, episode 11, Part-Time Outdoors. We have been gone for a minute. Yeah, uh, definitely at least a minute. We had some things going on and holidays and all that good stuff, so we're ready to get back at it. Yeah, we took off a little bit of time for the holidays, and then I guess we were, we were maybe lazy for a week or two, but um, I know that I've been busy. I, I transferred my bases at work. That kind of threw off our schedule a little bit, so a little bit of that is on me. Um, however, a little bit of that is on, uh, Nate as well. Uh, got any announcements for us, Nate? Uh, well, uh, I think I got on one knee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, Nate's, Nate's a, uh, engaged man now. Yeah. Uh, you want to tell him the story or I, I'm sure you probably want to tell it more than me. Well, I mean, you know, so me and Matt, uh, we're kind of, uh, talking about some things and I kind of let him know that I was in the process of uh, purchasing a ring. And I said, what not a better spot out at Tiger Lake for us to uh, try to be quiet about it. And, but you know, with me, I'm not the best liar. So she kind of knew that it, she kind of knew initially, but here we are out in the freezing cold, uh, getting on one knee and uh, Matt and Leanne were there to uh, capture it all. I, I will agree with that. You've always been probably the worst liar that I know. Like Nate has this little smirk that he does whenever he's lying, and it's like it couldn't be more obvious. But uh, yeah, yeah, it went well. Uh, we I we were trying to figure out a time, and Nate said, "Well, what about like three thirty? I was like, "Well, it starts getting dark around five, but that'll be good for sunset." I was like, "We'll do three thirty. Just don't be late." <laughs> what time? And... You get, what time you get there, Nate? I was about an hour late. 
<laughs> He's, he texted me at 3.35. Hey, you there yet? I was like, yeah, at 3.30. <laughs> it worked out perfect, though. It actually probably worked out better um, because I thought the pictures that Leanne did were, were pretty good. Um, probably got the best lighting, so it all worked out for the best for sure. I agree. I like the dark look. You know, obviously it's wintertime, so it's not like, you know, the best sunsets and stuff like that. But I really liked the dark look of the pictures and everything like that. And not to mention, it's just beautiful out there. The, the lake's drained. I don't know if anybody's been out to Tiger Lake this time of year. But uh, the lake's drained, and you're out there on top of the rocks and everything like that. And it's it's really nice. Yeah, it's like you're in a different state. It's almost like a desert out there with uh, a lake at the bottom of it. So, um, so anyway, this will be just kind of a, a update episode. Um, I kind of like to refer to it as the podcast State of the Union, like the president does a State of the Union for the country. We're just going to kind of give a State of the Union for our podcast, um, some of the things we got going on, what's coming up, and then we're going to do uh, a couple recs and um, reviews for some of the gear we used this year, what we liked, what we didn't like, um, and go from there. It should be interesting because me and Nate both did an outline. We haven't seen each other to compare outlines, so <laughs> this episode could go anywhere. Yeah, that's all right, though. You know, we needed to get back on here and... Uh... You know, I'm sure there's different gear that you use this year versus that gear that I use. So, you know, not a bad idea to throw it out there. Yeah, most of mine's probably going to be dog-based as that's 90% of what I, I like to do is the hunting with dogs and things like that. So I'm sure we'll have um, quite different stuff since you did a lot of bow hunting this year. Yeah, exactly, which <clears throat> we all expect that anyways. So as far as accomplishments go for us we were able to i think we opened in august we were able to get out 10 episodes which is pretty good for us uh we took it a lot further than i thought we were going to um, we signed on with waypoint which was a, a big step for us and uh there was a lot of learning curves along the way and i think you've tackled a lot more of those learning curves than i have do you want to talk about your learning curve or not no, we don't no, need to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Nate, I don't know if you have any uh, anything in the works for future episode plans coming up. I know I have three tentative episodes kind of scheduled. Um, one will be Denny Vincent's going to come on, talk about bow fitting, the process, break it down. He has all the equipment. He's been doing it for a little while now. He's pretty knowledgeable on it. Um, the next episode, I have a guy named Daniel Hill, which I actually met out on the PA Gamelands pheasant hunting. Really cool guy. Uh, he took a trip over the pond, I believe, to England. So we're going to kind of break down the process of, you know, boarding the planes, how you get your guns over there, uh, and just like the culture over there, what it's like. Uh, he's posted a lot of really cool pictures and it's just kind of like that old timer the old cotton jackets with the top hats on it, it looks really cool like that gets me fired up i like that and then the third one that i got will be josh walters uh he he works i believe for trcp uh but what i'm really interested in is there's a guy that's really famous from west virginia and really famous in the dog world. His name's George Bird Evans. And he started a line of setters. 
uh, called Old Hemlock. And I believe they're based out of Brewster Mills. Well, he got one. So I've, I've been very jealous. I haven't got to hunt with it yet, but I've met it a few times. And he's going to come on and kind of talk about uh, his experience as far as getting an old hemlock, the steps he's taken, and where he's at. I think that dog's probably around a year old now. So Nice, nice. No, that sounds good. Um, I, I have about three different episodes right now that I know that I'm going to bring to the table. I'm not going to put them out there exactly yet because, you know, I want to get them confirmed first, but one's going to be more on the creative side of things. Uh, so more like if you're, if you're looking to get involved in the industry, as far as, you know, pictures and so forth like that, the guy actually works for a big brand. Um, I've reached out to him a few times and he just told me to get a hold of him. Um, another gentleman that I've talked to actually met him through some different people, the place that I go in Ohio He's an outfitter. He uh, guides and does some different things for whitetail, elk, and so forth like that. And then also trying to get someone local and a local outfitter around here that uh, actually is pretty big in our area to see if they, him and his wife would like to come on to the podcast as well. So uh, definitely uh, a lot of opportunities throughout the year. And, you know, there's obviously – more that come along as the year goes along and i'm sure you know that matt y'all yeah, well, for sure um and i like the top secret uh the suspense really gets me going yeah well that was the whole point <laughs> even though you probably already have an idea but you know just yeah, try to well, get everybody I mean, going. yeah i know at least two of them that you told me about so those, those will be good interviews for sure. I'm mean, definitely excited for those. And if you guys have any interviews or guest suggestions or anything like that, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Let us know. We're always looking for a good interview. And just you can reach us on Instagram. You can email us. I think our email's on there. So just let us know. Yeah, no, definitely. If there's anything that you guys would like to hear us, you know, touch on more, uh, any type of maybe people we could reach out to, you know, that all the help we can get, we want to get more listeners and we want to keep our listeners engaged. For sure. You got anything else before we uh, jump into products or? No, I mean, that's about all I have. Um, I'm looking forward to this year though. Cause I mean, if we can get a full year under our belt, you know, you never know where this could take us. And I will say jumping back to the engagement, <laughs> Nate did a phenomenal job on the ring. The ring was gorgeous. Uh, and I'm not just saying that it was, it was a really nice drink. So you did do a good job on that. I'll give you props on that. Yeah. Well, I, I tried and she helped obviously, you know, nowadays it's kind of hard not to keep someone like that involved, keep people involved when you're buying things like that. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't tell if she was playing dumb or if she knew what was about to go down. I feel like she may have known, um, but I'm not the best on social cues either. Well, she was definitely playing me. She tried to play it off that she was surprised, but I think, long story short, I think she had an idea it was coming. I mean, anytime you get your nails done, I feel like you probably are, <laughs> you probably <laughs> are having or a little bit of a, a expectation or uh, an idea. That was the first red flag, wasn't it? <laughs> I said, I said, you think she knows? She's like, well, she's going to get her nails done Friday. I was like, oh, she's on to you. Well, the only thing is, to my defense, her mom owns a beauty shop, and she can get her nails done whenever she wants. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that that might not have been the cue, but she was also 45 minutes late. So <laughs> I thought that was a good thing or a bad thing. We'll, we'll mute out that beauty shop thing so Leanne doesn't find out about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
so product wise, we'll go. I kind of cheated a little bit. I told Nate three, but I put two in two of my categories. So I cheated a little bit, but you want to go ahead and go first with uh, the first product that you like this year, Nate? Yeah. Um, you probably already know where I'm going with this. Uh, my first one, I'm going to have to go with the tethered saddle. I, uh, I was going to guess tethered saddle, Matthew's bow, V3. Well, the bow, I, I didn't buy, I didn't get a new bow. I still have the VXR. So it, it doesn't have to be new. It's just whatever you like. Well, I'm going with new, new products that I've used this year. Okay, That's what I'm right. going with. Okay. So my tethered saddle, uh, originally when, you know, I started doing the public land hunting, I had a lone wolf uh, tree stand and carried sticks. And I'll just be honest, uh, if Derek was on here, my buddy that I do some public land hunting with, he would say I look like Bigfoot walking through the woods. Um, basically, the tethered saddle was really nice. Um, I, I wore it into the woods. And for what it's worth, you know, people worry about, you know, shooting out of it. Um, I would say that, you know, it's not something that you just want to jump into and take it out your first sit. You know, there was multiple times in the backyard that I went back there and shot out of it. To, you know, you kind of want to get a feel for things. Uh, so I would recommend the tethered saddle uh, for a lot of people. You know, even if you're just trying to, you know, if you have private property and you don't want to be a little bit more mobile on your property, you know, you don't need to set a stand. You know, it was pretty easy, um, which goes into my second product. I'll just go to my second product here, Matt, and then you can jump in for your first. Yeah, but would be it. the would be the tethered one sticks. Uh, so basically my setup was the tethered saddle with the tethered one sticks and per stick, they weigh about 1.1 pounds. And I carry three sticks with an eight or in, but I, the, the mobility compared to the previous years, it was huge strides in the right direction. So what's um, what's the total weight you're looking at for your climbing setup? Five pounds. Pretty good. Yeah. So at, and, and that's pushing it, I would think. So you know, if anybody's interested, in, you know, I'd go to Tethered. There's a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, you know, it's something you know you definitely want to practice with. But you know, if you're trying to up your mobile game, I think a saddle would be the right way to go. And and, you know, just like some previous people we've had on here, like Jake, he, you know, he said you didn't have to get that high. So, you know, if you want to like one stick it and throw it up there with a saddle, you know, that's stuff like that. You can be in a tree in five, 10 minutes. And so, for anyone and, that didn't watch our, or listen to our Jake interview, uh, episode 10, I think he got another big buck, didn't he? Actually, I believe it was his girlfriend that killed a nice buck muzzleloader season. Good deal. I'm sure she benefited a little bit off of uh, that scouting that he that he does every day. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, but uh, no, but honestly, like I said, those are probably my two favorite products this year. Uh, the mobility side of things. So, but go ahead, Matt. What are you thinking about uh, your first product? Uh, well, I will say that uh, I have been saying I will try your saddle setup, but Nate will never come up and hunt with me, so I haven't got able to haven't been able to try it yet but that is on my agenda uh, <laughs> for my product it's gonna be two part i'm gonna have to go with my dog collars and okay i and it's just i use them every single day so yeah um i've had bad collars in the past and i have really good collars 
And I'm going to start with the Dogtra 2702 TMB. So both of of what I'm going to say, they're both two-dog systems. The the Garmin that I'm going to talk about, you can put, I think, up to nine dogs on. But for the Dogtra, I was looking for... I started off with the Garmin Alpha 100, and I always had connectivity issues. Uh, I beat, I, it was something that I wanted to be able to turn on. It was instantly on. I could connect to the dogs instantly. I didn't have to worry about it. So that's what led me initially to the Dogtra, and it has been phenomenal. I use it every single day, but the plus side is I can use it hunting as well because Dogtra has a specific line for basically pointing dogs where it's a beeper collar as well. So with the Dogtra TMB, whenever my dog goes on point, it'll beep. So if they're in a bunch of tall cover, I can't see them. Mm -hmm. Some people, I used to wear, I used to have them wear a bell. Um, That is nice because you get that instant feedback, but also you're listening to a bell the entire time you're hunting. And after you hunt for about like six hours or so, it kind of gets old. Um, okay. So I switched over to to the Dogtra, and I've just this is my third season with it. It just I can't ask for anything more. As soon as I turn it on, like I said, when I'm not hunting, I use it on them around the house just to let them out and stuff. It connects mm-hmm. instantly. It has a one mile range. The receiver's waterproof, which was a must for me. The collars are waterproof, and it has like the vibrate on it, it has 127 stimulation levels. Uh, you can do continuous. 128? 127. You can 27. Do, yeah, you can do the continuous. You can do the nick. You can beep them if you want to, which I usually don't beep them just because I have them used to the beeper when it's a little bit different of a beep, but whenever they go on point is when it beeps. So I don't do anything at home with the beep. But, I mean, I couldn't be more impressed. I think... The only downside, I was looking it up before the interview, before this, and I think they may have raised the price on it a little bit. It's around like $519 now, which I paid, I swear I paid closer to $300, but I got it from like a dealer friend that got a discount. But I can't, I can't say enough good things about it. It charges in like two hours, it has a two hour quick charge, and the battery lasts, like the battery will last all week if I need it to, which. I mean, it's- and honestly, the remote itself is impressive. You know, obviously, I didn't play with it as much because the one day that I did see you, you had it, but the remote itself is impressive. So, can you adjust a lot of those beeps and stuff? So, I believe on the other, they make another one. I think it might be the 2700 that I think you can turn up and turn down the beeping level. On the one that I have, you can't turn the beeping level up and up or down, but. I'm halfway deaf anyway, so when it beeps, I need it to be loud anyway. So I, that really wasn't an issue for me. Okay, okay. And you said this was made by Garmin? No, this was the Doctor. This was Doctor 2702, the TMB unit. I would okay, recommend okay. that, like any bird, any pointing bird dog owner, it's you're going to be impressed with it. It's awesome. My second one that I'm going to throw in under my my first is the Garmin Alpha 200i with the TT15 collars. Now, this is a little bit even more on the expensive side, but it gives you that peace of mind when 
I went a lot of new places this year. I went out in the mountains of West Virginia, the mountains in PA. I was in Maine. I've been in Kentucky with it. Like it, I'm not going to lie. The Garmin 100, I wasn't that impressed with. I, I lost connectivity a lot. I, I just, I didn't like the interface as much. The 200i, it's, it's almost like a cell phone. They changed the screen. They didn't make it that much bigger, but it feels like twice as big. The the user face is, is really friendly. And then they added a few things this year. They added, it's called InReach. Now it's a mm-hmm. subscription service, but you can actually text off of your handheld if you need to. So like if you're supposed to, if you tell your family member, hey, I'm going to be home at five, and then you, we all know we're not going to be home at five. Well, and you don't have cell phone service, you can actually text and say like, hey, running late. It also has an SOS button on it. So say you're out in the mountains, your truck gets hung up or your battery dies and you have no cell service and you're in the middle of nowhere, you can hit that SOS button and through, I believe it's all through text, they'll be able to send EMS, tow truck, like whatever you need to you. I think that's like, they have different plans. I think it's like five or 10 bucks a month. But Mm -hmm. the, the peace of mind that you get with the Garmin is well worth it if you hunt a lot, if you go out in the woods a lot, uh, places where there's not cell range. So, which are all the good places because no one wants to go there. What are the range on them with like your dogs? You know, like when you're tr- when you're with them, and I know you probably don't let them go too far, but like, what's the range on it? You ready for this? Nine miles. What? Yeah, someone can fact check me on that, but I'm ninety percent sure it's nine miles. A lot of people with like bear dogs use these Garmin's. Because you can connect, like, uh, how many dogs is it? I forget how many dogs you connect. But you can connect, like, a maybe 20. Definitely fact-check me on that. But you can connect a ton of dogs to it. And if you're hunting with someone else that has the Garmin, you can connect their dogs to yours as well. So you know where they're at, where their dog is at all times as well. Wow. That's impressive. And that makes sense as far as on the bear side of things. Because, you know... I, I've never bear hunted with dogs. I've never bear hunted in general. But from my understanding, they can go for miles. Oh, they do. They they let them out till they tree a bear, pretty much. Or, or, or coon dog hunters use them too. And another cool thing is with this handheld that I like more than the one hundred was it can connect directly to your Wi-Fi and do all your updates over Wi-Fi. And anyone with the Garmin knows that like they put out updates like fairly frequently, which is a double-edged sword because you constantly have to update, but also they constantly are fixing problems or constantly adding new things, making it better. So the fact that you can disconnect to Wi-Fi and do your update is a game changer. Plus, they yeah. have an, a, another thing. It's called um, Bird's Eye. I don't know if you've ever heard of that or not. But no. it used to be you would get on your computer, download maps, and then you'd upload them to your Garmin, and then you could see like satellite imagery and and all of that on your handheld. Well, now you can get online through, over your Wi-Fi, and if you're going to say like Dolly Sodge or somewhere like that, you can download the satellite imagery and you can have all that on your phone. That's wow. So basically, you can get different maps and so forth. Yeah, and they have the option as well. Um, I can't remember the name of it or, or who makes them. Um, 
hunt view maybe I, I can't remember but it's basically you can buy the card so like when i went to maine i bought an sd card to put in the back of it and it had all of maine all of the points of interest all of the satellite imagery it had like ranger station it like had everything on it that i would need in case like say i'm using one x on my phone um my phone dies anything like that like i always had that as a backup and i always had that ready to go and it, it you can track yourself and it, it was it's definitely a game changer is there any type of like setting to where maybe you can see where your dogs are like maybe like a trail tracking them as far as like you know yeah yeah you, you know can, how, yep. you can track your dogs and then another thing that i use it for actually is i don't know if you've ever heard of like the halo collars yeah. So the, the halo collars, basically the idea is you get on your phone, you, you put a uh, geo fence up and if the dog goes outside of that, it's like an electric fence, but it's all based off of GPS. Well, this, the Garmin has that to an extent. So like when I got to the lake house and, and I'm out there, um, I'll put a, like maybe a five to 700 foot parameter around the house and if they go outside of that geofence that i set on the garmin it'll alert me and beep and so I'll, I'll know they're getting too far away and then i can like vibrate them or go outside and call them back if i need to jeez that is awesome yeah that you, is freaking awesome but to, full disclosure you i mean you pay for it that the the garmin unit is expensive um now to me, it was worth it because, like I said, I use these things every single day. So the one time up front, you you cry a little bit, but then <laughs> you're happy. So I think I think now the the two hundred I with the TT fifteen, which is the the larger collar, I think that's like a grand almost now. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So go ahead, well, Matt. Let's just be honest. You only buy the best when it comes to your dog hunting, <laughs> and I, and, and I'm the same way when it comes to deer hunting. I mean, like I said, you, you cry once and then it's over with, and then you're happy. Oh my goodness, that's great. I've been in a lot of crying lately, but we won't get into that. <laughs> it's like that uh, that Instagram reel that they have. Or how much did it cost? They they gave it to me. They didn't give it to yeah. you. So, go ahead with we your uh, number con contest winner right that's yeah we, we won in a contest yep that's our inside joke so you want go ahead with uh are you on two or three now I, i'm on three go ahead. uh so mine's pretty simple when it comes to this and it was not they were not cheap but i also appreciate something little like this um i, I love how all of our stuff is like all right listen it wasn't cheap but <laughs> well so i bought the crispy wyoming gtx boots what when did uh, you get those i had them all year i did not know that yeah so basically i've had them all year and i think i bought them last summer so basically i went out and did some scouting in indiana last summer with uh Derek. And there was two things that he had. He had crispy boots, which I knew that he had them, and I didn't have very nice boots. And he also had gaiters. And I regret not having either of those uh, because we did, I think, close to 15 miles in two days of scouting. And 
you know, I blisters and the gators as far as walking through brush and, you know, they're game changers. So my crispy boots, they're a non-insulated boot. Um, and they're awesome. It has like a little arch to them to where, you know, I was, I can grip and climb and do everything I need to do, but they're great. As far as I hunted in them pretty much all year, even though they're non-insulated, but I was being more on the mobile side of things. I really wasn't worried about my feet, you know, getting cold when I was kind of being, you know, walking in multiple miles and stuff like that. That's, uh, one of our buddies, Cruz McIntyre, he's going to do an episode with us eventually on fly fishing. He was asking me the other day about my recommendations on boots. And I, that was one of the things I told him. I was like, I've never worn them. I could be, I have Danners, but I, I was like, I've never worn crispy, but that'll, my next boot will be crispy. Cause I've heard nothing but good things about crispy. Oh, I love them. I, I, I want to buy just a regular pair just to wear around the house almost. But, you know, they're like I said, they kind of hurt when you buy. But, I mean, what I put them through this year, they still look great. And, you know, it's only going to get better, only going to get worse for them. But, you know what I mean? That's I you, you you put your monies where, you know, you get what you out of, get, get out of what you put your money into, I guess I would say. Now, are those like uh, shin high boots or are those like down by your ankles? Uh. They're mid, they're mids, mids yeah. basically. That's what Cruz, Cruz likes the ones that the ride higher up on your shins. I can't do that. I like them down. I guess mine are probably mids as well, just above the ankles, but yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I could never wear the high boots. Nope. I don't think I've ever wore those, but these, and then also, so then I'll throw in another product is I bought the uh, Sitka Gators and they were a Gore-Tex material. But honestly, they're great. You know, you put them over your boot, and maybe that helped protect my boot as well. But, I mean, they're really nice, you know, especially when we were in the summertime when everything was green and, you know, sticky and, you know, picking at you and stuff like that. It was nice walking through the woods with those on. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of protection, that leads into my number two for the season. And I won't say expensive. I... I this is reasonable. Anyone can buy it. Um, I use this on every single hunt. It's called Musher Secret, and it's for your dog's paws. And when my first season with my dog, we had so many issues with, like, pad tears, especially when it gets icy and snowy. And so I was kind of doing some research, and a lot of people had recommended the Musher Secret. Now you can use this. You don't have to be, you don't have to have a hunting dog. If you go to the beach, if you're walking on like hot pavement, if you're taking your dog out and it's like really snowy and icy, uh, hard gravel, literally anything I've put it to the test on all of these things and it works wonders. It's basically like a, a wax base. And I don't know if you've ever seen like bag bomb. It's kind of like that consistency, Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, it was originally designed for sledding dogs, I believe, in Canada. And I have not had a single bad paw injury since I started using this stuff. I mean, this stuff is secret sauce. It, well, that's probably why they call it Musher's Secret. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a good chance. I just figured that out, yeah. So <laughs> that stuff, and like I said, even if you don't have a hunting dog, like buy this stuff because... It, I can't remember how much it was. It was under $20, just like maybe 10 or 15, something like that. But it's going to save you a 
your dog, it'll save your dog a ton of wear and tear, injuries, and in the long term, it could even save you a vet bill, which we all know how expensive that is these days. Yeah, no doubt. No, I'm sure you know all about that, having two dogs. Yeah, and then um, the other thing to go along with that, because I told you I added to, is there's something you can get at Tractor Supply. It's right around $20 as well. It's called EMT Gel. And basically okay. it has like a, like hydrolysate of collagen or, or some type of collagen breakdown in it. Um, any type of like laceration, anything that's like, that doesn't, doesn't necessarily need stitches, but like I've put like decent gashes, anything like that. If you put this stuff on there and, and I've seen it work, I I'm telling you, I, I'm not going to recommend anything that, that doesn't work. <laughs> This stuff will heal a cut in like three days. Like decently bad cuts healed. You won't even notice there three days later. It is magic. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and then uh, I'll go ahead and just throw my third one in here since you were done, right? Yes, sir. So my third one um, for two reasons, maybe even three. Boss ammunition or boss ammo. When there was an ammo when there was an ammo shortage this year, last year, and it was hard to find good shells, uh, and, and what you did find was like through the roof. I mean, these guys had what shells I needed. I ordered twelves from them, sixteens from them, twenties from them, and twenty eights from them. And they, I mean, they had these shells at my door within like two weeks, and. I've patterned a decent amount of shotguns. Um, I've shot a lot of shotguns, and I've shot a lot of of waterfowl and birds and, and all of that kind of thing. It's probably one of the best shooting ammos that I've shot. Um, it's not the cheapest by far, but it's you get what you pay for sometimes with shotgun shells. Not all the time, but one of the plus sides to the boss is... It's not made of lead. So say you're going out and you are you want to go woodcock hunting and you happen to see some ducks and they're in season. Like you can still use that on the ducks because it has no lead. So like you're legal at all times. You don't have to worry about switching in and out, like taking your lead out, putting steel in, putting, you know, whatever in. Um, so I will... I'll go ahead and get my rec on that. I was waiting to see how it panned out this season, but I, I can't find anything bad with them. Well, that's good to know because I'm always kind of skeptical what shotgun shells I want to buy. Yeah, for sure. And with that, I do have um, one bad thing that I would not recommend. Okay. And it was something Nate recommended to me. <laughs> how, why are you going to put me out there like A that? Any guesses? No, I can't think. I will never buy another Benelli shotgun. Are you serious? I won't do it. I won't do it. I've I've talked to too many people that have the exact same problem I do. And it's not a problem with the gun necessarily. So this gun shoots way too high. And Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah, I'm it's telling you, gun. it does. It's the only gun I miss with. It shoots way too high. And I've patterned it, and it shoots high. And you can change out the plates. I've changed out the plates. Still shoots high. So over across the seas or, or uh, 
uh, whatever country that is, not Spain, but uh, Italy, I think they're, they're from, they do what's called floating their target. So instead of aiming at their target, they'll, they'll put it under and they'll, they'll float the target above the bead and then shoot. Well, I, like, we don't do it like that in America. And I've, I actually ran into someone on the game land last week, exact same shotgun. I didn't say a word about it. He's like, I hate this thing. It shoots high. And I was like, I'm telling you, like, I've been saying that. He's like, yeah, I've done all the research. He's like, the forums, everything, everyone has the same problem. And like I said, it's not a gun problem. Like, that's just how it's made. But I can't, like, adjusting to it, it's just, it's tough. I've killed, I've killed with the shotgun. I, oh, I've killed with it too, but I've also seen you miss. I've seen you miss more with that shotgun than you shot. No, that's easy, a fact. Easy. That's a fact. <laughs> I can't believe you're throwing this out there right now. Hey, I, this is my first time hearing about this. Hey, I, I've missed with it too. I mean, I've missed with that shotgun more than I've, I've hit. I mean, you can ask my buddy, Justin Smith. We went out one day, the first day I had it. I must have missed 10 pheasants. And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I have no idea. But I didn't know that the gun shot high at that time. Well, hey, aim low. I, well, yeah, once I figured that out, I did better. But it's just, it's like, it's almost like an innate um, reflex that you see it, you line up with the bead, you shoot. And then just trying to remember to float it, it's, I can't, like, I can't do it. So if anyone is in the market for a really awesome shotgun, uh, no issues. Let me know. Benelli, Super Vinci, 12-gauge. It's got the cool camo on it. I'll even throw the case in. Um, I got two chokes for it. I just, I can't hit anything with it. How much you selling it for? <laughs> I don't know because I haven't looked at the prices. I'll give you a good deal, though. Okay. But I, like, I took I took my brother out, um, not to throw him under the bus, but I told him before we went, I was like, hey, man, like, this this thing is hard to hit birds with, like it shoots high, and he learned that the hard way too. <laughs> he probably looked at you like, "What are you talking about?" I have I have some awesome points and flushes on video that he missed, and I didn't fry him on it because it's not his fault. Like that's just the way the gun is. Oh my gosh! You know, well, I'm glad you're telling me this now. I mean, if you haven't figured that, you had the gun longer than I have. If you haven't figured that out yet. I I just didn't look into it that much because maybe I was like, well, maybe I'm a bad shot if I do miss. I mean, do you you shoot other shotguns? Do you feel like you you hit a, like the same amount with that gun than you do with other shotguns? The only other shotgun I shot was a single shot Remington shotgun, and it was a twelve gauge, and it it kicked the shit out of me. They don't even make those anymore. No Remington closed shot, man. That's an antique now. Yeah, exactly. It's camo and everything. So I'll I'll probably, like I said, this offseason sell that and then we'll we'll see. I don't even know what where I'll go from there. Maybe another Fausty, um Upland gun companies making some cool guns, probably out of my price range, but we'll we'll see where uh life takes us at that point. Well, I mean there's a lot of contests out there, so you never know. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully I can win a uh, a contest uh, <laughs> this summer. So, absolutely. But you got anything else? No, man. That's all I got. Um, I'm looking forward to this year. Uh, like I said, the listeners out there, you guys want to hear anything this year? Let us know. 
honestly, because, uh, you know, we're up to recommendations and, you know, getting more guests on here and going from there. Yep. And uh, like Nate said, he there's top secret guests that, he, that he's lining up. There, There's at least one or two really big ones. So we're definitely excited for that as well as the ones that I've mentioned. So should be a good yeah. year and um, we'll, we'll keep it rolling and see where we go with it. Sounds good. All right. That's a wrap. All right. I'll take, take care. Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.